So in today's reading, uh, St. Paul says something very interesting. Considering he's a saint, considering uh, he's a, a prolific writer of the New Testament, he says something which it's the kind of thing maybe you shouldn't say. It's the kind of thing he shouldn't admit. It's the kind of thing he shouldn't be saying out loud. These are the kind of things you keep inside generally. But there he is, very honestly, saying, so he says, like, he knows what the right thing to do is, doesn't necessarily do it. So, for though the will to do what is good is in me, the will, so the will, I want to do this, the will uh, to do good is within me, the performance is not. So I will to do the good, I just don't necessarily do it. Okay? With the result that instead of doing the things I want to do, I carry out the sinful things I don't want to do. Uh, sometimes when people have a conversion experience, you often find this in, in younger people as well, where when they go to a retreat or a pilgrimage or something, there's a great moment of uh, revelation where they realize what they're supposed to do. In German, they call it an aha erlebnis. Uh, this, this aha moment where you realize, oh, this is, this is how it goes. So, for example, they realize, uh, maybe I shouldn't be sleeping around. Oh, I, I guess, I, I don't know, everyone was doing it. My, even my, my, yeah, my situation at home is catastrophic, so I just thought this is normal. Okay, all right, so I'm not supposed to do this. And it's kind of a, all right, the kind of a light has shone on this, on this particular action. Or, or, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be getting like, drunk every weekend and things like that. So, so you kind of this, this experience of, all right, okay, right. It's clear now. I remember having conversations when I was in college as well with different people uh, who I shared a uh, house with about relationships and sexuality and all those kind of things. And uh, obviously this is before I entered seminary. And it was just a huge revelation to them to, to realize you can have a relationship with someone uh, without having an intimate, well, without having a sexual side to that relationship. And that relationship still be good and holy. It can still actually be... Uh, how would you say, it can still be a satisfying relationship, it can still be, actually it's a better relationship without that dimension until, until marriage. Uh, and, and this was like a, just a revelation, they were like, fantastic, okay. Or maybe something a little deeper, they have a, a conversion experience, and they realize that they should pray every day. And they're like, okay, all right, this is, okay, let's, let's try this whole prayer thing. And there's kind of an excitement, because now they, they know what to do. So now, intellectually speaking, they, they, they know what the standard is, or they know what they should be doing. Okay, and there's a, a, a relief, I think, or a, it's great just to have clarity about, Ginny, what are the bounds of play here? It's good to know where the, where the lines are. Great, now I know where they are. Fantastic. Very quickly you realize, though, that knowing where the bounds are is one thing, and it's important, but that's the easy bit. The hard bit is after you know what we're supposed to do is to actually do it and do it consistently. That's where the daily martyrdom is. Like knowing what to do is one thing, but doing it on a consistent basis afterwards, after that, 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 that moment of, of, of revelation or teaching, uh, that's the hard bit. And I mean, even in religious life, very often I've noticed that people can be their own worst enemies and people can be their own biggest crosses. You know, like, I mean, I've, we live, my community, we live in community, obviously. And sometimes like, you meet a sister or a brother and they're really annoyed at themselves for being so annoyed at themselves for being so annoying to others. <laughs> so like, they're, just, they're hard to live with and they know it. But it's just that they're trying not to be hard to live with. The more they try, kind of the more bitter they get. The more bitter they get, the harder they are to live with. And it's just, it's just like a vicious circle. 
where they, they, they don't want to be so annoying, but they're, but they're difficult. They're just challenging. Um, then they mightn't even realise it. Like, I mean, because there are all sorts of things that can make community life difficult. Like someone who's just super intense, where they go, good morning, Hannah. And they wait with this kind of awkward smile, and you go, morning. And then they're still waiting there with this kind of awkward, what am I supposed to do? There's little things, like small little things in community life, or, or people who, who just don't realise, just don't realise that their actions have consequences on other people. Like there are some people who just leave a wake of destruction behind them. They just kind of walk along, they turn on a light, they leave it on, they leave a door open, they open a window. They just, they just, they're walking along, they're, they're, they're wrecking the place. With a, you know, and they pick up things and they drop them and they, and they, they go to the kitchen, they drink a cup of tea and they throw the tea bag in. You know, and like the place is a ma- one person. Then you have other people who like, you know, that little robot on um, uh, Wally. Yeah, there's this little, the little cleaning robot and it's probably French, I think it's French, it's French. And he's just like, you know, there are other community members there who just go around, they're just cleaning everything. They're, you know, they're closing windows, turning off light switches and putting tea bags into the, into the refuse, the right, the recyclable, biodegradable compost heap. Uh, you know, so all this kind of thing. So there are people who are just, just a mess and there are others who are just constant cleaners. Uh, and, you know, there are some who just make community life difficult. Then there are others who maybe have, have, more, have deeper struggles, just not just like the way they behave exteriorly, but within themselves. There just may be like a, 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 a deep self-dislike. They, they dislike themselves, and that obviously has consequences on how they speak and how they treat others and, and that kind of tension or, or anger that's inside them. You know, it bubbles out every now and again. Uh, so, or bubbles up even. So, uh, so at times that we can just really struggle with, with, with knowing what we're supposed to do, but just not doing it. Like, I know I have a free half hour now, so I could just veg on the couch for a half hour, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. If you need to sleep, you need to sleep. There's no problem. But if that's always what you do, and you never think, well, there's also a big chapel down there, which I, just, I could just pop into, even for five minutes. What do I choose to do? You know, it's just these, and then, and then, and then afterwards, you might think, oh, probably should have used my time well. Even like yesterday evening, for example, when we, when we experimented on having that evening free, my fear is that it'll just turn into a, everybody in isolation on their phones, no one doing anything together. But you're more mature than that. Uh, so it's good to see people still doing things or going outside and going to the gym or going for a run or playing a bit of sport, getting out of the house. Use your time well. So it's this constant battle. And St. Paul is so honest about it. Saint. Paul, right? A saint who died a martyr, incidentally, like was decapitated in Rome. So, like the, the, the man did get things right and did do things right, but he felt the struggle anyway. That's a daily struggle between knowing what I'm supposed to do and actually doing what I'm supposed to do. And I think part of that struggle comes from uh, a, an incorrect notion of what freedom is. And we really have bought into this lie. We have, hook, line, and sinker, that, that, that freedom is doing just what you want to do. The more I can just do what I want to do, the freer I am. You know? And this, this, this is presented to us in so many ways through media today. You know, like the rich and famous. Often, why do we want to be rich and famous? Because they can do what they want to do. Let's go to Hawaii. Yeah, I'll take my private jet. Sure. 
And then when I land, I'll pop into my Bugatti and drive any speed I want, because I can. Because they're not going to arrest me. I'll just pay the fine. I don't care. You know, so it's like, I think the, 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 the lives of certain famous attract us because it, it, it seems to give us freedom. They can go wherever they want. They can buy whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. So it sounds like freedom. But then there's a, a deeper question, like, is that really freedom? Or like, those who live that kind of lifestyle, are they happier? Are they happier? And again, unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of these reality TV shows that follow the lives of the rich and famous show that their lives can be just as messed up as anybody else's. Do you know, just because you're rich and famous does not mean your wife is going to be faithful to you. In fact, the fact that you're rich and famous makes it more likely that your wife will be unfaithful to you, or vice versa, that you'll be unfaithful to your wife. Why? Because you can have anything, you think. So it ends up just a mess, a mess, because we don't learn that fundamental teaching of Christianity, which is that, that love and sacrifice go hand in hand. Love and sacrifice go hand in hand, and we were created to love. So if we never learn to sacrifice, we never learn to love. We never learn to love. We never actually learn to do what we have been created to do, not just procreate and earn money. Like, it's a little inspiration. If I were to hold a guitar like this, right, I can say I'm free. I'm so free, I can play a guitar like this. You know, you got that? That's, sounds really good, Father Patrick. Great, you should release an album. Sounds like most modern music these days, doesn't it? Right, okay. Or, you know, I can say, I'm so free, I can play a guitar this way. Yeah? That's, that's, that's great, but you're making a mess of it because that's not the way. Or I can say, oh, I can play guitar. Or I could actually decide to obey the rules and play what are known as chords. Isn't that so much better? Am I, am I less free? Because now I'm playing according to the constrictions and rules of chords. Or does it finally sound like it's supposed to? You know, like, what is freedom? Is freedom just doing whatever I want? Or is freedom actually living according to what God indicates? And in that, finding our purpose. The prophet Isaiah just has this beautiful line. I was just reading it this morning. This people I have formed for myself, and they shall show forth my praise. It's Isaiah 43, 21. This people I have formed for myself, and they shall show forth my praise. We have been created to praise God. We've been created to love God. We've been created to love one another. We've been created to learn how to love. And part of that school of learning how to love is learning how to manage the cross, learning how to manage suffering, learning how to sacrifice ourselves for love of others. And often wealth and success can get in the way. It's not exclusively the case, it's not always the case, but often wealth and success can get in the way of that. Because I want to avoid sacrifice. Okay, well then you will, you will avoid love. So this, this, this battle between knowing what I should do, and actually doing it. This is a battle that every single one of us is engaged in. We all, at this stage, I mean, all of you are here, or anybody watching the live stream, I mean, they've, 
more or less we know what we're supposed to be doing. And even yesterday, uh, we, we meditated on the fact that it's good to have one particular goal at a time. Like, what exactly am I aiming to grow in? Or what exactly is the Lord calling me to grow in at the moment? Is it prayer? Is it forgiveness? Is it self-love? Is it selflessness in service? Is it obedience in punctuality and going to bed on time? Is it uh, yeah, healing a relationship with someone? What, 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 exactly, what exactly is the Lord calling me to today? And focus on that. Focus on that rather than focusing on maybe some of the periphery things which aren't so important and missing the big whopper in the middle that needs to be healed. For though the will to do what is good is in me, the performance is not. With the result that instead of doing the good things I want to do, I carry out the sinful things I do not want. We ask the Lord today to help us, yes, to know what we should do, but then to strengthen our will that we choose to do it. Amen.